Welcome everyone to the music episode for 2018 of Weekly Games Chat. I'm your host Chris. As usual for this episode, I'm not joined by Sean or John, just me here in the studio bringing you the wonderful sounds of video game music for 2018. Hope this episode finds you well and with your family. Hopefully you got a bunch of games that you really wanted if you hadn't purchased them already. Got some new consoles or new accessories if you're a PlayStation VR fan, right? Uh, But as usual, we're just going to go and roll through these wonderful themes. I actually reached out to Twitter this year to see if people wanted something that was more of a mix of everything. Just, you know, hey, here's this game and here's like four songs from it. And maybe not so much me talking, or if you wanted a specifically curated track list. And pretty much the general consensus was uh, that everyone wanted a curated track list of my personal picks. So starting it off, uh, what you heard here in the intro was the theme, the main theme from Fallout 76. Now, I understand you're probably sitting there going, eh, Fallout 76, you guys hated that game. And yeah. It definitely is a game that has a lot of issues, but that doesn't mean that everything about the game is bad, and that includes the music. I think the music is actually one of the stronger points of the game. Uh, When I was walking around the world for the first time by myself, just exploring, I was like, this is why this series is successful, right? Or really any of the uh, Bethesda Softwork games are successful, which is that as you just walk around and do things, uh, the the tone of the music behind you sets, you know, it echoes what you see in front of you. You feel a little bit hopeless out there. Uh, so I thought, you know what, let's lead off with that. I think it's a good intro for the show this year. Now, John always makes a request every single year. He says, hey, I want this track in. And I was going to put this track in regardless, but you know what? John won this track in, so it's going to be our second one, which is the main theme from Octopath Traveler. For those of you who have ever played a JRPG from back in the days where Square Enix was known as Square Soft, you probably feel right at home with Octopath Traveler because it is a wonderful time machine to basically an era of games that, for the most part, has moved on. You know, even most of Square's Final Fantasy games today don't feel quite like the games that we grew up playing. And, you know, maybe that's a good thing at times. Sometimes it's a bad thing. But this was definitely a great throwback to what made them great, what helped them build up their era of dominance in the 90s. You know, to me, it felt like there was a period there where you kind of just had Mario, you had Zelda, And you had Final Fantasy, and like those were the three biggest franchises in the world. Uh, But there are a ton of themes uh, and a ton of unique music to each character in the game. So instead of picking the best one out of those, I figured let's go with John's suggestion and just stick with the main theme of Octopath Traveler. It kind of sums up how, at least regardless of the different themes that come in, the, you know, the balance that they were going for, which is something classic in from that wonderful SNES to PlayStation 1 era. So I hope you enjoy it. This is the main theme from Octopath Traveler.
So next up we have Dead Cells. I love this game. It's definitely on my short list for uh, consideration for my favorite games of 2018. I just loved it because it is an old school game at its purest uh, form. You run around. There's a story somewhat, you know, it's it's a little bit there, but it's not something that is overburdening. Um, it's definitely not its main focus. The focus is to see how good you can get at gameplay, how far you can go. And the cool thing about it is because it's a roguelike game, uh, every playthrough feels a little bit unique because you don't know the kind of tools that you're going to be given on your journey. Um, the track I selected is actually one that in the game itself, I have not made it to, I have still have not had the chance to beat this game. I'm not sure if Jeff made it to this point. He came on the show, of course, back in, I believe it was August when we talked about this game. Uh, but it is a wonderful theme. I think it's really cool to listen to. Uh, it's called the castle and much like the rest of the game, it's about one thing. It's about movement. You know, it's when you play this game, the music just kind of wants to lull you into this idea of, hey, stop, stop worrying so much about your surroundings. Use the tools, get to know those tools that we've given you and basically just run, just keep moving, just keep, you know, shooting and, and throwing out your traps and all these things and you'll be fine and you'll find a way eventually to make it through. Um, but I love this game. It's on Switch. It's on PC. I think it's actually on all platforms now. Uh, it was originally an early access game and got a lot of praise on Steam. But um, I know a lot of people have gotten this on Switch because it's a perfect game to kind of just like pick up for five minutes, see where you can get and then put it down. And once you come back, you're like, oh, OK, let's just do it again. Whether it's you're starting from the very beginning because you died on your last run or if you're just pausing midway throughout and then starting fresh from that moment. But uh, definitely one of my favorites again. I hope you all enjoy. This is The Castle. It's from Dead Cells. Let's do this.
So that was Soldiers of the Sea. It's from the game Return of the Oberdin. Now, if you watch the Game Awards, you might have actually seen that game pop up a little bit. I had missed this one. Um, it came out on Steam earlier this year, or not even really earlier this year. It was like September, I think it came out. And I think the thing that most people, when they saw it on the Game Awards, that was so striking is that its visual style is so unique like i don't think there is literally any other game out there right now that quite looks like return of the oberdin uh it's by lucas pope he's the same guy if you ever played papers please which is kind of like this game where you're just playing this guy at the border who has to let in people through immigration uh but it's like kind of like a soviet bloc country so you're expected to do a certain amount of thing while getting paid very little to do it in the meantime, you have to like struggle to make uh, ends meet or else your your family could die at any moment and you could lose everything and you lose the game. Um, it's definitely not that kind of game this time around. It is a little bit like how Papers, Please was a puzzle game. I've gotten it on Steam this week. I've started playing it. And the idea is that in this game, you're an insurance investigator in the early 1800s who has been sent to investigate this return ship that has just washed up ashore with no crew called the Oberdin. And it's your job to go around this, the uh, ship and kind of figure out exactly what exactly happened to these people into the ship itself. So far I'm loving it. And one of the other reasons I liked it was the music. Um, now there's another indie game that we're going to move to next. It's called the red stringers club. I have not played this at all. Um, but I kept seeing it on list for like short list for best soundtracks that came out. So I was like, okay, let me go and listen to this. And I have to say it's definitely earned that praise. It is a cyberpunk game. It's kind of more of a story based puzzle game from what I can see. It's, it's got very much a look of uh, blade runners, probably a really good close approximation. And it just looks really cool. Um, it's something that is on PC right now. If it came to Switch, I probably would buy this game. So this is one of those games I am kind of hoping eventually ends up on Switch. But it just, this music from what I've seen in the gameplay that's put with it, it just seems appropriate. And that's usually a great sign for game music. You know, music that serves the narrative and not necessarily... Uh, just the desires of the composer. Like when those two things can become succinct, when, you know, the music is feeding the game 
and at the same time, it's great music, you're doing your job. Uh, very hard thing to do, but this one definitely hit it right. Uh, this here is the main track, uh, which is the title of the game, the, Ran the Red Stringers Club. Or I'm sorry, the Red Strings Club. Want to get that right. Um, if you got Steam, I believe it's out there now. If not, please enjoy.
that last track was I'm Yours Forever. It's by the artist Deep and is featured in the Tetris Effect, which is the latest from, I cannot say the guy's name. He's a Japanese guy, but he is the guy who's behind games like Rez and Luminous, um, Child of Eden a couple of years ago on Xbox. It is just a wonderful music game. And if there's one thing I'm jealous of right now is the fact that Tetris effect at this moment, at least is a PlayStation VR exclusive. I believe you can also play it regular PlayStation, but everyone who seems to have played this says, no, you need to play this in VR because it's just, there's nothing else like it out there. Sean loves this game and I'm very jealous that he has gotten to play it. Um, because I'm a big puzzle guy, you know, Tetris is a game. I think we've all been playing for the last 20, 30 years. And to have this idea of like, you're going to take this world of res and mix it with Tetris just seems so ludicrous, but also knowing that guy seems like it would probably work great. And everyone seems to agree it works great. So I really, really, really want to play this, but just that one little short track there kind of gets the idea of like, how well they use music in their games. Next up, we have a game that is near and dear to John's heart. It's Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, the hard part I have with this series when it shows up on the playlist any year is that they always include a variation of Ezio's theme from Assassin's Creed 2, which I think is probably the most well-known um, theme from the Assassin's Creed series. I, you know, in, in as hard as it was, I did decide to say, you know what, not going to give in to temptation this year. Let's let's go and listen to other tracks on this album and let's see if we can find one. That's great. And I thought, why not just use the actual one as the theme for your character, him or herself, whether you picked Exios or uh, Cassandra. It's called Legend of the Eagle Bearer. And just like a, any Assassin's Creed game, one of the cool things that they do to make each one at least feel somewhat unique is that they make the themes very much feel like they come from that part of the world in that time in history. So this time we're in Greece, so there's a lot of mandolins and guitars in the background playing, uh, maybe not so much um, horns or, or something else, and though there might be horns in this, I'm not sure, uh, right off the bat. But what I like about the series, again, is just that it does adapt to whatever its surroundings are, as opposed to just putting something out there that is generic. And you're like, OK, well, this is this year's Assassin's Creed playlist. It's like, no, no, no. They they take the time to use their large studios to make something that still is unique to, to this game, despite the fact they just put another one of these out 12 months ago. Uh, so kudos for them. I think it's a great soundtrack, great game. Uh, John probably is still running around it, even though he's done everything in it. He just likes the idea of being an assassin, if we're going to be honest. He's got problems. Uh, but this, again, is Legend of the Eagle Bearer, and it's from Assassin's Creed Odyssey.
night in folds of midnight water side by side we sons and daughters we set forth for no king's orders but we'll sail together So that was We Shall Sail Together from Sea of Thieves. It felt appropriate to put that on the back end of the Assassin's Creed Odyssey because both games have sailing and they both have like these wonderful, um, unique hymns to their parts of the sea. You know, you can play some very terrible instruments in that game with your friends, especially if you're drunk uh, in Sea of Thieves. It's quite comical. You know, this game was a little bit uh, divisive this year. Some people really wanted a lot more of it when it was first released. You can definitely make a fair accusation that it was a little bit more of an early access game at release than a complete product, Um, even though it worked great. You know, the game ran exceptionally well, I thought. Um, But they have just kept, Rare has just kept adding things to the game the whole year, and it's got one of the more prominent communities on the Xbox Live uh, marketplace. I guess it wouldn't be the marketplace, but social network. Let's go with that. Social network. That sounds good. But uh, I love it. There's a wonderful aesthetic and narrative that goes on in this game by its looks and and, and its sounds. And that's very much apparent in its soundtrack itself. Moving on. We have The Messenger, a game I did not actually play. I don't think any of us have played, but I'm really surprised John has not played because it's a uh, game on Switch you can get right now. I think it's also on Steam. And from what I've read, it's basically Ninja Gaiden for the modern age. So it seems really cool. Also brutally hard. So if you like those games, that might be something you could get into but more importantly it's soundtrack again is one that when i was looking around preparing for this episode everyone was like oh this is definitely one of the best and i can see why because the idea is that the soundtrack is split into two things a past soundtrack and a future soundtrack right uh and i guess depending where you are on the game 
you get either variation of the track. The past one is a little bit more actual 8-bit NES era, where as the future one, I wouldn't say it's like modern orchestra or something really highly produced, but it sounds a little bit more crisper, a little bit more developed, more tones and sounds in it than the basic 8-bit um, sounds that we're so accustomed to from that era. Uh, but everyone loves to praise this game. I might pick it up at some point. If Nintendo would just have more sales uh, for things, I might buy a lot more uh, products there on Switch. I'd really appreciate if you did that, Nintendo, because I really want to play Super Mario Odyssey again. And I just can't bring myself to pay 60 bucks a second time. So please, please just drop it down to $30 once. That's all I ask. But getting back to this, this is Hills of Destiny. This is the past version of it I picked. Uh, it's from the Messenger, again, out there on Switch and, I believe, Steam. So go check it out if you like pain and want something that feels a little Ninja Gaiden-ish. Enjoy.
So that was the main theme from Nino Kuni 2, a game I loved, um, though I didn't finish it. I, I enjoyed my time with it. And really, the big thing is it's just so crazy to play that game and be like, I'm walking around in something that literally looks like an anime, like just playing it. And at every moment you're like, this feels like something that was drawn by a studio of artists for many years as opposed to something that is a bunch of pixels on a screen that I am manipulating on the fly to what I want them to do. And to just put that point home, when Sean and John came in, you know, Sean had like almost zero interest in this game, it seemed like, until he came in while I was playing it right before the episode and his jaw dropped and John had already been here. He was just sitting on the couch looking on and glee as I just kept going around because even if you're not interested in this kind of game, which is it's definitely a JRPG, um, it is so beautiful to look at. Like I would tell anyone, just go out there and see some of these wonderful cutscenes from the game or go watch a live stream of something of someone playing it because it's really cool to look at and just watch this world. It's so beautifully drawn and it has great music to support it. So I loved it. But you know what Sean loved? He loved Monster Hunter World. It was definitely a game that I skipped and John skipped, but in January this year, as all John or Sean wanted to do was play Monster Hunter World and go hunt some monsters. It's definitely one of the most popular, if not the most popular RPG that came out this year. Um, and it was really hard to pick a track from this because I'm not a someone who's very attuned with the franchise, but the kicker for someone like me is that there's like four or five CDs of music. And like these themes range from like 20 seconds all the way to like 10 minutes. So you're like trying to find something that does justice to the series, but also maybe isn't like 20 minutes long or only 20 seconds long. Uh, so I had to look deep, but I found one, one that at least impressed me. It's called battle for Basil guys or battle Basil Geist, Basil Juice. I'm not sure how you say it. It's kind of spelled like the last part is juice, like in the way of the star Beetlejuice. I'm sure I'm butchering it because that's kind of my thing, right? We all know this. But uh, it's pretty epic. And I could see like how if you're fighting this, uh, this Basil Juice before you and it's a huge hulking creature smashing down upon you and every moment could be your last that this would be the epic theme you would want fueling behind you as you do battle with this god or monster, whatever. Uh, but again, it's from Monster Hunter World. I think the game might might be on sale right now on both Steam and the PlayStation Store. So if you're interested in the series, ever have been interested, I think before uh, the beginning of next year, you can run out and pick up this title right now with a uh, discount rate. Um those who like these kind of games, they would all tell you, say, you definitely are not going to be disappointed with your purchase. So once again, we have Battle Basil Juice. I think that's the right way uh, from Monster Hunter World by Capcom. Enjoy.
on those of us who are um, attuned to history of video games, you just heard this song and you're like, Chris, what gives? That game came out in like 2005. How are you putting it in your podcast on music for games in 2018? And I say to you, aha, Shadow of the Colossus was completely remastered this year, including its soundtrack, which they uh, re-recorded with a new orchestra. Um, and this is one of the more famous tracks. And I just like said, you know what? It came out in 2018 is still one of my favorite video game soundtracks to one of my favorite PlayStation two games. Uh, and I had a blast replaying it, uh, back in February on PlayStation four pro. Uh, but of course we're talking about shadow of the Colossus. It's a classic. This one is called revived power battle theme. Not really the greatest title right but when you're shadow of the colossus you can get by by having inaptly named uh tracks for your soundtrack i'll I'll let it pass right i'll allow it but uh what a great game and just every single time it, it you play this game you understand like games like this monster hunter before it like what makes the music so important is that Basically, you have these long, quiet periods, right, of exploration, and suddenly you are thrust into a battle of epic proportions, you know, and it's right there in front of you, and you've got to deal with it um, in that moment, on the fly, just trying to figure things out. And the one thing that will always keep you going and and driving to, to overcome your obstacle in front of you is great music, and Shadow of the Colossus consistently does a great job of balancing the quiet music in these quiet times of prep before the battle to just wonderful epic driving uh, music that just drives how magnificent and unique each creature is before you as you do battle with it. Um, Definitely think you should check this out. It's another one that is on sale right now in the PlayStation store. And, you know, this was the year of PlayStation exclusives. And this is one that I think because we had so many new games like, you know, where that were not remastered uh, come out this year on PlayStation that were exclusives that were amazing. uh, We often overlook this one. So definitely check it out. Go check it out right now. Please play Shadow of the Colossus. I'm begging you. Next up, we have Guacamelee 2. John and I love this game because just the fact that they did a multiverse and called it Mexiverse, which is just so aptly named for this series, which has been uh, just like the first game is a love letter to all things Mexican culture um, from the music, the art style, uh, the outfits that you're wearing in the games, the way uh, the various personalities, the fact that, you know, Juan is a tequila farmer, right? You know, as I gave or however it's said, I probably mispronounced it. You know, it, it's just really, really well done. Uh, and this track here is called Los Mangaleres. Uh, and I picked it because it is that one track that really does a good job of getting across the point that this is a Mexican-based game in terms of its style and substance. Um, which is wonderful. Wish there was more of these kind of out there, not just for like Mexico, but like for all sorts of countries. Cause I think there's so many countries in the world. If you think about it, like you could bring their unique sounds into music and us here in the West, especially we probably would not be completely familiar with it. And we might find some sounds that we didn't realize we really liked until we heard them. Uh, 
Um, but I'm going to go and tee up the one that's coming after it because I think it's a long one. Well, I'll warn you now, it's the longest single track I actually put on here today. Uh, it is, of course, Celeste, which is probably, I think, the best indie game I played this year. Jeff might agree with me. We both played, I think, the two best indie games. We were kind of very succinct on what we thought about those games this year. One was Dead Cells and the other was this Celeste. And I just love this soundtrack. And there's so much because you have the main music and then you after you beat the game and you unlock the B-side missions, that has its own soundtrack to itself. Um, and then C-sides and D-sides. Like there's just so much going on here and just great 8-bit music. Um, I picked this track, which is called Reach for the Summit, because it comes very late in the, I would say, the core main play that most people will go through. I don't think everyone's going to do the B-sides just because they are punishing. Uh, but you're climbing up and you're just trying to get to the top of this mountain. You feel like you're so close, but you're about to go through this part of the game that is so punishing. It really makes you have to think about your platforming and different things you're doing. Really think it out. It is wonderful to look at. It's wonderful to listen to. Uh, and it's wonderful to play. And I, th I don't know if it's on sale right now. But I believe this game just got announced for Games for uh, Gold on Xbox for next month for January. So if you have not picked out or checked out this game and you have an Xbox, I highly suggest you make sure that when the game does come out on Games for Gold that you go over there and download it because I don't think you'll be disappointed. Uh, so once again, we're going to do a back to back again. And we have Guacamelee 2's Los Mangaleres, followed by Celeste, Reach for the Summit.
Now, when I was prepping this, I, I said earlier, I reached out to Twitter and I said, hey, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to like just pick some selections from songs and, and give you something that's really long and maybe has less of me? Or do you want a curated list? Everyone said, for the most part, curated. But there were a couple of instances where I felt like when I thought of curated, I said, I don't want to just pick one track from this song. It just didn't feel right. I had that problem last year with uh, Near Autonomous because I just thought there were so many great themes in that game. So with God of War, I said, you know what? I'm going to break the mold here a little bit. And what I did was I didn't just pick one song. I picked three songs. I said, I'm going to put them together. And I was very specific of what I picked because the first one is probably the most well-known. It's just God of War. It's the main theme. It's what you hear literally when you're starting this epic journey. Uh, The second one is called Echoes of Old Life. And it comes in the midpoint of the game. If you've beaten the game, I think you'll remember because it's a very memorable scene what happens here if i say it's in the middle of the game you'd be like oh must be that track where that happens yes it's that track uh and then the final one is at the end and it's called the summit and i won't really spoil what's going on there but i just think these three kind of do a good job as a suite encompassing the whole game uh the whole game soundtrack right for you what what the listener goes on over their course of a 30-hour playthrough So I said, screw just picking one track. We're going to do this suite of God of War. I'll call it the God of War suite. Uh, And once again, we have the tracks God of War, Echoes of Old Life, and The Summit. I hope you enjoy. And don't forget to call your sons boy.
This next one, much like Shadow of the Colossus earlier, is definitely a cheat on my part. Very much. Okay. Not going to lie here. I am cheating wholeheartedly. Um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate does have original songs to it that were composed specifically for this game, right? And that's cool, and they're fine, and I enjoy them. But I'll be honest, the things that I love to listen to in this game and what makes it so appealing from a musical sense is that they do new mixes of so many versions of uh, classic themes from from video games that are in this that are in smash bros so you know you have a new variation of super mario bros 3 in here you actually have the fight music from final fantasy 7 and things like kid icarus uh mel gear solid just it the list goes on and on if if they're in the game their music is also in the game and that is just the coolest thing to me uh so i cheated and I actually picked this one because it is from one of the legends of Zelda that I think I like more than, than some of the others. And that was the legend of Zelda Majora's mask. I picked the uh, theme from it. Termina field. It got a fresh update for this game. And I think it sounds great. Uh, and I think if you're a Zelda fan, you're going to love it. So this, again, is Termina Field. It's from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Make sure you go get this game if you have a Switch, because I think if you love Nintendo, you're going to love what you hear.
Zombieland by uh, I believe they call themselves the make-believes and is featured in We Happy Few and I picked it because one, I think the lead singer sounds like the dude from The Shins, which is really cool but also, it's like this really unique soundtrack right? Like, I don't think there's any other game that sounds like this this generation because they're going for this late 60s uh hip hop scene from Britain, but taking it to a very terrifying place. Uh, the game didn't really end up getting great reviews because it had some technical issues thing that broke John's heart more than anyone, but the sounds in it, like this band went out there and did all sorts of, uh, unique songs that all feel like they could have been easily pulled out of the sixties. And I think that's just really cool and really awesome to listen to. So if you're bored, if you don't ever play this game, but you like this sound, you can go out there and, and you'll have a whole entire album of just great tracks that sound like this. But that was Zombieland again by the Make Believes, and it was featured on We Happy Few. Moving on, though, is another game that features music by bands and not just by a singular composer. Uh, it's kind of been its calling card ever since it burst onto the scene in the Xbox 360 generation. That, of course, is Forza Horizon. This time we're talking about Forza Horizon 4. I picked the song Late Night. It's by a popular popular electronic duo called Odessa. And I have to give credit to 
uh, playground games because every single time they make one of these, it feels like they just give you these wonderful playlists for you to drive around with. Like, I think this song specifically, I remember in this one, uh, it was beginning to dawn on a new day in Horizon, right? And I'm just driving through the mountains of Edinburgh and all that kind of stuff. And, and this song came on and I was like, this is really beautiful to listen to while I'm running through the country uh, and spotting sheep and trying to hit them as hard as I can with my car, but failing miserably because the geniuses at Playground Game have managed to make a game where no matter how hard, how fast, or how sharp you turn your car, you will never be able to hit a sheep. And I guess that's a good thing. You know, the PETA people, they want they want the sheep, even if they're digital, to live, right? So they put that in the game, and they also put this wonderful song Again, it's called Late Night, it's by Odessa, and it's from the Forza Horizon 4 soundtrack.
So no joke, um, one of the reasons I picked this song from Battlefield 5, despite the fact that it sounds wonderful and I think feels like something that you would hear on something like Band of Brothers or Saving Private Ryan, because of course Battlefield 5 takes place in World War II, uh, this song specifically reminded me of some of the themes that you hear at the end of Return, or not Return, but uh, The Fellowship of the Ring from Lord of the Rings when uh, Sam and Frodo are walking in. And of course, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that we love to pull out anything. <laughs> well, Sean never wants to pull out. But uh, in terms of references, we love to pull out Lord of the Rings references and quotes. I would aim to do that one, um, but I don't think I could do it very well. So I will just say, you shall not pass. Instead, I think everyone will appreciate that more. Uh, next up, though, we have Spider-Man. You may have heard of him. He's friendly and neighborly. Uh, I have to say, I'm going to... Go ahead and say I've thought about this. I've gotten back into the game now because I got the digital version and along with the uh, DLC, which is finally all finished releasing. So I'm working my way through quickly discovering that when you don't play Spider-Man for three months, your Spidey skills get a little bit rusty and you've got to remember what you're doing. But hey, I'm going to get my web footing back. Ha ha ha. But um, as I've been playing it, it's reconfirmed what I thought initially, which is I think this is the best superhero game ever made, whether it be something original like Infamous or, of course, a send up to a character that is well established like Batman Arkham Asylum. Uh, this one just feels complete to me. You know, everything about this feels like you are Spider-Man, and that's awesome. Uh, it definitely has some parts where you're like, uh, you know, they're just doing what other games have done, like especially uh, the exploration to the city. But I'm fine with that because it's all Spider-Man related, which is what I want for those things. Like I found myself wanting to get the backpacks because I wanted to see every little part of Peter Parker's life that I had not experienced in this game. I also like the fact that he's like a Spider-Man who is Spider-Man, right? He's not doing an origin or anything else he is simply in his prime right now he is truly spider-man at this point and has been for quite some time and that's really cool uh but it also surprised me because the back end gets a uh, very emotional for i think us spidey fans and is just a great way to kick off its own unique universe i, I give marvel a lot of credit because they they let uh, insomniac basically create their own little universe of spider-man say go have fun with it and i think that's the way all of these uh companies dc and marvel and if any of the other comic book companies that are smaller get into it uh that's how they should treat this like hey we're not going to require you to be exactly how we have things on our pages or in our films right now we're going to let you explore and create something unique and that includes a unique theme and that's really cool. So uh, this is just simply the main theme. I, fun fact, I believe if you go out to the PlayStation Store right now, you can get a free Spider-Man theme for your download. And I think if you get the Digital Deluxe Edition, uh, you also get a dynamic theme. And in both cases, I believe, each one includes uh, background music that is this theme. It's the main theme from Spider-Man. It's wonderful to listen to, and I just want to go 
jump around the city and, and web swing. So that's what I'm going to go do. Y'all have fun.
I'll cut it I'll climb up a ladder with a hammer and a nail and I'll nail it Well, we worked so hard to build a little house together In the snow or the rain or the ice cold wind whenever No matter what the weather We're together house building theme and if you're a little surprised where it's from you would think like what is that like from a bob the builder game or something wow i just dated myself uh but red dead redemption 2 that's where the house building theme comes from i love that theme because uh it comes very late in a very unexpected time period uh and it just feels right because like that game is so dark and so brooding at times you need things like this, this wonderful little ray of light where it's simply uh, a couple guys together putting up a house and, and this theme is playing in the background. And it's just wonderful to play that part because, you know, you're you're beating your hammer, basically <laughs> being your hammer. Uh, you're beating your hammer almost in in synchronization uh, with the actual theme itself here uh, at that moment, which, of course, is the house building theme. Uh, I would say this might not be your last time hearing a Red Dead track today, but I just thought that was a really cool, fun thing to throw in there uh, after Spider-Man. But speaking of things that are not fun for a different reason, sorry, John, Far Cry 5 was one of the biggest games that came out this year. It was definitely a little bit divisive. Divisive? Divisive? I don't know. Whatever that word is. Uh, 
And, you know, the ending is definitely something that has divided fans greatly. John liked it. I did not. Uh, I don't think Jeff was a huge fan either. Um, and the game is a very loud game. But what I actually like is when you have loud games and they manage to have some very quiet moments. And, and that does happen in Far Cry 5 because it is this wonderful game that takes place in Montana. And I don't know if there's ever been a major AAA game, right, that takes place in modern day Montana. Um <laughs> But uh, it feels really unique and you can have some cool sounds that come out of it. And I think this one here that I picked very much gets that sense because, of course, there are a lot of religious Christian undertones within the game. And this feels right in place. Uh, it's called When the Morning Light Shines In uh, it is definitely my favorite track that was on this soundtrack. And if I think there had been more of this in the game, like these quiet moments where I could just go out to the Montana countryside and explore hunt a deer, get mauled by a bear, whatever. Um, I might have been a little bit higher on it because it was more so when I got pulled away from that and just thrust into these things like the uh, the calling the herd um, storyline from uh, this one section of the game. I might have, uh, if I didn't have to do that whenever they told me to do it and I could just decide when I wanted to and I could instead have more of this, I might have been a little bit higher on it than I was. But regardless, it is beautiful music. It's from Far Cry 5, and again, it's called When the Morning Light Shines In.
So that was The Still Cold World. It's featured on Frostpunk, a game we talked about earlier this year. It's like an RTS game uh, set in this post-apocalyptic world where everything is frozen over, basically, and you have to find a way to find these uh, Steam Core engines and get them running in order to be warm enough so that basically everyone doesn't die. That's kind of the theme, and I think this is what this uh, song gets to, is that point of, like, the intenseness and you know it's like it's very beautiful very dark but it's also this we have to have this drive we have to keep pushing on because the world isn't going to give us an easy out tomorrow or any other day after uh next up we have dragon ball fighters wasn't sure if i was going to put it in but (laughs) um but then i started listening to this and i said you know what we need a metal track dang it and i like dragon ball z piccolo krillin vegeta grew up on all that stuff and i just loved watching this uh show and i really love the fact that dragon ball fans kind of got a fighting game finally for the first time in a long time i think that really one hits the visual style of the show and what everyone loves about it, but also the gameplay that makes it feel like it belongs in dragon ball uh, so I was really, really happy i keep looking at this game i don't know if it would be a game i would get too much out of just because of the fact that it is a core fighting game and I have no desire to get whooped online. I'm not sure how long I could play it before it would get a little bit stale for me. But I keep seeing it on sale right now here at the end of the holidays. Um, might not be right now when I pull the trigger, but I think at some point when this ends up on a deep dive sale, I'm going to check it out. If you love the show or if you love fighting games, I'm sure you already have it. But if you don't, this is one that you should probably consider go picking up from all things I've heard. Uh, but is this is simply the opening theme. I think as soon as you listen to it, you might get some um, Dragon Force Fire Through the Flames from Guitar Hero 3 vibes, which is one of the reasons I picked it. But uh, I hope you enjoy Dragon Ball Fighter Z opening theme.
So that was Rusting Hulks from Into the Breach. It's a turn-based strategy game that came out on PC and I believe is on Switch now. So Switch owners, if you like those kind of games, if you ever played FTL, it's the same people that did that. Love that game. Um, It really has its own aesthetic, its own tone. And I, I will say, I don't think there's another game out there like it that came out this year. So if you're a fan of turn-based strategy, definitely check that out. Um, I just like that title too, Rusting Hulk, right? And it, it feels like it's a theme for something that what they're describing, which is these massive machines that they get into to do battles with uh, monsters and, and aliens and such. Uh, but we finally come to it. I have another little, this time instead of a trio, I did a duo because I just could not pick one song when it came to red dead redemption Two, obviously i put the one song earlier but that kind of i just put in because it is the singular thing that feels unique to itself right um the house theme but uh i have two tracks for you from red dead redemption 2 the first one is very popular you saw it on the game awards a couple weeks ago done by a group led by the composer uh woody jackson but this song itself is actually written by D'Angelo. It was written years ago, back when D'Angelo was crazy and writing all these things but not releasing anything. Uh, and apparently Rockstar purchased this track from him and put it in the game, and it's wonderful. It's called May I, um, also called Unshaken, because they say Unshaken a lot. Uh, but it is beautiful, and it plays at a very opportune point in the game, which is when you are in was the equivalent of the bayou uh, in Rock in Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, in a very dark moment. And I think it's, it's, that's why Rockstar is so good at what they do. It's not just that they have all this money and everything. It's that they seem to understand how to use their money and resources to put things at the appropriate, uh, location and time. So for this track, you know, you could have just thrown it anywhere and it, I don't think it would be nearly as effective, but when it actually does play out in the game, you're like, Oh, wow, this is fitting. This this should be when I hear this. And the same goes for the second theme I chose that will play after it called American Venom. Now, the there is a version of American Venom that actually comes in the first game. Uh, and it does not show up in this one till very late in the day. But it just feels, again, appropriate when it finally does what you're doing and, and the things going on. And it, it drives you. You're just like, I'm... I'm a man on a mission right now, and this has got to happen. Uh, but I loved the fact that they brought it back and kind of did a new version of it, made it its own unique thing this time. Uh, there are plenty of other great tracks that I could have selected, but then everyone would have been like, well, you're biased against everything else because you just put 45 Red Dead Redemption 2 tracks on here and then like one of everything else. And I'd be like, hmm, you're probably right. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely my favorite soundtrack of the year. No question about it. Uh, if you haven't played the game, I know it's slow. I know it's a little bit of a grind, but it's by design. And I'll tell you this, if you just stick with it, I promise you, you will be rewarded for your efforts. Okay. So again, we have May I Unshaken from Red Dead Redemption 2 followed by American Venom. Also from Red Dead Redemption 2. Not sure why I said the title twice, but maybe because it's the second one. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
Shake 
finally come to the end of our music spectacular for 2018. I really hope you you guys enjoyed this and enjoyed all of our episodes for the year. Uh, we do this show because we like doing it and because we know it makes people happy when we put content out. Um, this episode always takes a little bit of work on my part, which is why I think I've always make sure now that I take off the last year of, um, from work <laughs> to put this together, but I enjoy it. It's a blessing to do it. I'm very honored to do it. And I'm just glad that everyone tells me that they enjoy it because it definitely makes it worth it in the end. Before we get out of here though, I did want to read a private message we received on our Twitter. Uh, that's at weekly games chat. Uh, it comes from a man named teach, uh, Username El Piso Majado. I'm not saying that right. I'm sorry, Tej. Really sorry. But he uh, sent this message while I was actually getting everything together. And I was like, oh, I've got to put this on air. And he simply said, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you guys and your families. Sent all the way from a hospital in Colorado as I get ready to spend my first Christmas with my newborn daughter. Thanks for all the laughs and making my commute to work bearable. Look for, looking forward to the next year, and my baby girl is sending y'all a very loud cry of game on. Uh, that's great news, Teach. Really happy for you. Uh, congratulations from me and from John and Sean, I'll say, on their behalf. Uh, and to everyone else, I will simply say to you guys, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, Happy ho Holidays, whatever uh, floats your boat. I hope everyone gets everything they want. I hope everything uh, is great for you this year and in the new year too. Uh, but as you all know, we usually take the episode or the week after this episode off. So we will not be on the week of new years, but we will be back the week after with our picks for game of the year. I'm sure it will be an interesting discussion. It usually always is. It's one of my favorite episodes to do. Um, uh, if you like the show, subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast service you choose, and you will get a new episode like this every Wednesday, of course, with the exception being next week. Uh, if they have a rating system while you're there, make sure to rate us uh, highly if you really like the show or give it even a review if they have those. It helps people find it. So if you've enjoyed this content, your voting can help other people enjoy this content, and we always appreciate it when you do that uh you can find us on social media places both at facebook and twitter at weekly games chat as you saw if you hit us up there we will definitely read what you have to say on the air and even though i did not feature it this episode we also do have an email inbox where if you want to write your thoughts and opinions you can do so by emailing us at weekly games chat at gmail.com that's weekly games chat at gmail.com this has been episode 185 of weekly games chat until next time i will simply say game on to everyone including sean and john wherever you may be at this moment and as always your mom's box peace out everybody john still needs a tagline oh yeah before we get out of here this last track I had to put on here because it's a wonderful cover of a John Denver track. It's, of course, called Take Me Home Country Roads. And I've never heard a version of this song like this, but I think it made me like it so much more. It's from Fallout 76. 
it felt right if I started the show with Fallout, I should probably end it, which is kind of funny because we bash that game so hard. But I really do love these two songs from it. So, again, enjoy everyone. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is all there, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, blowing like the breeze. Country roads, take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia, Mountain Mama. Memories gather round her, miner's lady, stranger to blue water, dark and dusty, painted on the sky, misty taste of moonshine, teardrops in my eye, country road. 